0: going on J.I. It is good to be back with you guys again for another week and for the final week in our Greater Than series. But before we jump in, there's one thing that I really need to do, and that's congratulate some of you on joining the church. Um, So I'm going to call out your first names. You guys know who you are. Um, but I want to acknowledge that because I think this is a huge step in your um, spiritual life It's a huge step as you say, you know what? I've made a profession of faith I know who my Lord and my Savior are and in light of that I also want to take the step of saying I want to be a part of the body of Christ and not just to have the benefits that come from that but I want to be able to give back to the kingdom of God in a really awesome way so Congratulations to you all, I'll call your names out right now, and then be looking for a Bible coming to you in the mail, because um, that's what, something else that we want to do for you all, to give you your own personal Bible. Hopefully it's um, something special to you, I believe it will be, it could either be your first Bible, second Bible, I don't know, but this will be coming from uh, our staff team, because we want to, again, give you as many tools as possible to help you walk with Christ. So, these are the names. We have Charlie, we have Adam, Barker, Lindsay, Cassie, Matthew, Tino, Ellie, and Lexi. Again, congratulations. I want to pray for you all right now. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Father, I thank you that you have placed this on their hearts. So God, to one, know you, and also to take the next step, not just knowing you, but to serve you within the body of Christ. Lord, I thank you that you have done such an incredible work in them. Lord, I'm excited for what you're going to do. I thank you that you've given um, us as a student ministry staff, you've given our leaders um, opportunities to walk alongside them well. Father, I pray that you would do just an incredible work you will blow their minds with how great and with how awesome you are. So Lord, do an incredible work, do a great work, do a faithful work as always. In Jesus name I pray amen congratulations y'all if you are in your group time right now which I'm sure you are um, just leaders make sure you congratulate them send them something um, as much as you can within a zoom call make them feel incredibly special um, just because this is a huge time in their lives again I said we're jumping into our series called Greater Than. Actually, we're finishing our series called Greater Than. And the last topic we're going to do is called Greater Than Our Sin. How Jesus is greater than our sin. So how I'm going to start that off is with a story. And you may have heard the story before. Um, maybe not. I'm not sure. But uh, it's a story about our pastor, Jeff Norris. He shared the story. Um, not too long ago, I had the opportunity to hear it, and I was like, man, this fits, I believe, fits perfectly with this series. And so um, he and I talked about it. We talked to make sure I got everything just right, and uh, because I think that just the, the power in this story, the story, the imagery within the story fits um, with Jesus being greater than our sins. So here goes the story. Well, Jeff, when he was in uh, his freshman year at Alabama, Uh, he, and actually his roommate as well, they made an agreement. They said, you know what, we don't like math, and we actually, we can't stand math, and we're not going to do math. So, we will, you know, potentially teach ourselves enough to pass the class, but we will do as little as possible to get through this math class. So they hung out in their room, they played video games, they watched neat movies, they watched TV, they did whatever they wanted to do. But the one thing that, that they didn't do was go to their math class, um, at least as little as possible. Well, the end of the semester came around and the grades came out. And so Jeff looked at his grade and he was like, wow, I have a 68. That is two points away from failing. Now, how he had a 68 with minimal going to class, whatever like that. Uh I don't know, but uh just know that I'm not gonna say Alabama education. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm just gonna say that's what happened. Okay. So he goes to his professor, he's like, I gotta get this grade up. I have to get it up to at least a 70 so I can pass because apparently Ds get degrees. So that's what it was, what is what that's what his plan was. And so he goes to his professor he says, Professor, I'm not sure if you know who I am, um, but my name is Jeff Norris, and uh, I have a 68-year in your class, and I want to know what I can do to pass. So his professor looks at him, and she says, well, Mr. Norris, yes, I do know you all, who you are, and I am very well aware of what your grade is in my class. She says, I'm gonna do something for you and I'm gonna write down two numbers. Now I want you just to think about these numbers. I'm gonna soak it in and uh, we'll talk in just a minute. So she takes a pen and she writes down a number. And the first number she shows him is this, 31. She said, Mr. Norris, do you know what that number means? And he said, no, I, I have no idea what that number means. And she said, well, Mr. Norris, that is the amount of classes that we had this semester. I want to write one more number down for you. So she writes down the next number, and she says, take a look at this. Do you know what this number means? And Jeff said, yeah, I have somewhat of an idea. He said, but I'm not 100% sure, so, uh, you can tell me. And she said, well Mr. Norris, that 28 is the amount of classes that you missed this semester. And so because you made little to no effort to attend my class, I will do nothing to help you pass my class. Have a good day. Now, I don't know about you all, um, but I'm sure that Jeff, based on what he told me, felt awful. He felt terrible. And yes, He had to take this class all over again. And like I said, I don't know about you guys, but I can't imagine how small he had to feel, how incapable and maybe even helpless he had to feel at that time because he was like, there's nothing that I can do. Well, for many of us, we come to Jesus thinking, I have a 68 and all I need is just a few more points to get up to 70. So let me just you know, talk to Jesus, let me just show up. And if I just, you know, I'm almost passing. So let me just, you know, follow him just for that. Well, guys, that's not how it works. The thing is, when we come to Jesus, we have a zero. We have nothing. There's nothing that we have of merit. There's nothing that we have that is worth us saying, yay, I'm really close. No, we're, we're not close at all. Um, there's basically, to say it this way, There's nothing that we have that we bring that can say, I attended any of your classes. And so, in light of that, uh, I think of this verse, I think of Romans 6.23. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, as I said, Jesus is greater than our sin. And I want to read something Um, with us being so close to Easter, still being, what I would say, in the shadow of Easter right now. Uh, I want to read something something to you guys. It comes from Mark chapter 15, uh, verses 33 through 39. It says, at noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Then at three o'clock, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait, he said. Let's see whether Elijah comes down, comes to take him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the Roman officer who stood facing him saw how he had died, he exclaimed, this man truly was the son of God. Some women were there watching <clears throat> watching from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus, I'm sorry, Mary the mother of James, the younger and, and of Joseph, and Salome, or Salome I'm not sure how you say that. Um, they had been followers of Jesus and had cared for him while he was in Galilee. Many other women who had come come with him to Jerusalem were also there. So what happened in this story? Jesus has died on the cross. He um, asked for a drink. He says, God, why have you abandoned me? But there's something that happened that we don't see here in this portion of the story, but we do see in John chapter 19. Um, But we do see that the the curtain was torn too, which I think is so cool and it's so crucial. But something happens right before that. It says he cried out in a loud voice something else. And in John chapter 19, 28 through 30, we see what that was. Jesus, and it says this, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished, and to fulfill scripture he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked the sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It is finished what does that mean it means that the work that jesus came to do was now done it means that the separation that we that we once had is now no longer there and i think that when you see him saying it is finished the work is done and then the curtain is torn in two after that this curtain that from right here is over an inch thick think about that think how heavy that is This curtain is huge, it's massive, it's crazy thick, but it is torn in two. The thing is on the one side of the curtain we have the open area of the the temple, and people can see from one area all the way to that curtain. But behind that curtain is the Holy of Holies. And only one person, the high priest, has ever been behind that curtain. He's the only one who's allowed to go behind that curtain. But when Jesus died, our great high priest. His death went into, it, it tore that curtain into, which I think is incredible. And what does that mean? It shows that now we have unfettered access, unprecedented access, if you will, to the Holy of Holies, to the throne of grace, to, to the presence of God. Jesus says, it is finished. My work is done. The sin that separated you from God, my work is done. That sin, that, that thing is now broken. That wall has now been torn down. That curtain has now been torn into. Jesus is greater than our sin. So what does that mean for us guys? It means Jesus again has done all of the work for us. All of the work for us as Randy would say, we lost it all. He did it all. We get it all. His work is finished. He's greater than our sins. So we need to come to Jesus knowing. We need to come to Him knowing and acknowledging that we bring nothing and that through Christ alone will we pass the test. The sins we committed yesterday, earlier today, the sins we commit tomorrow or even 20 years from now, He is greater. Than that sin. And again. Being in the shadow of Easter. I also have to remind you. That not only did he die on that cross. But he also arose again. Sealing the deal for us. Sealing the deal for us. Jesus is greater than our sin. And he's greater than the wages of sin. He's greater than death. He's greater than hell. And he's greater than the grave. So. My brothers and sisters in Christ, let me encourage you to walk daily in that truth. So that when you're tempted by sin, remind yourself, Jesus, the Jesus that lives in me, the Jesus I have given my life over to, who has given me his Holy Spirit. He is greater than sin. And I can walk in freedom. I can walk in victory. Also, when we fall to temptation, Remember still, Jesus is greater than our sin. Still walk in truth. Still walk in freedom. Ask for forgiveness. Run to the cross. Look back at the cross and look forward and run to the throne of grace because it is finished. The work is done. Jesus is greater than our sin. And for those of you who don't know Jesus yet, guys, that means for you there is hope. That means for you that veil is torn and you have access to God like you've never had before. Jesus died on the cross for you. He died on the cross to finish a work that started a long, long time ago. And so with that in mind, run to him, come to him, bow before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who gave everything for you. Who was on a cross, paying a debt that, honestly, he had no need to pay on your behalf, if you will. He didn't deserve to be up there on your behalf, but he had to be there for you to be able to come to him. So, choose you this day who you will serve. Follow the Lord. Talk to your discipleship group leader. Talk to the guys in your group, to the girls in your group, and say, hey, how can I know this Jesus? Talk to your parents. Talk with them and say, how can I know this Jesus? I want to follow a Jesus that gave everything for me, who got on a cross, who said, it is finished, and has taken on all of my sin. What Jesus has done, unlike the teacher in the story that we talked about, the professor in Jeff's story, she basically, Jesus, what he has done is basically, he's saying, you know what? You didn't attend any of the classes. And You have an absolute zero in my class. But because it's my test, because it's my class, um, because I attended all of them, I'm going to give you that righteousness. I'm going to give you my grade. I'm going to look at you as if you did everything right. You passed all the tests. You did all the homework and you showed up every day and you knew all the answers. He's going to write the number 100 for you. He's going to say, look at this. Look at you. Congratulations. And in light of that, the only thing we can do is say thank you only thing that we can do is say praise you lord for what you have done because i didn't come with a 68 i came with nothing and i walked away with everything jesus thank you so much for my brothers and sisters in christ thank you all for the reminder of how incredible and how great of a god how loving how forgiving also how just and how powerful and the God you are. Lord, I pray that you would continue to draw them to you, help them to walk daily in the truth of the good news of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray for my friends, Lord, that don't know you yet. Father, I pray that um, today they would make the decision to follow you. I pray that you would, even within their group times now, or after their group time and talking with their parents, whatever that looks like, God, I pray that sooner than later, I pray that today they will come to know you. They will realize that I don't have a 68, I have a zero, but I have the opportunity to come to Jesus Christ and get a 100. And they see what their sin, and they know and understand that you, Jesus, are greater than their sin. May they remember, may they know that the work is finished. And may they follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thank you so much. I know that things have been crazy around here. Um, but this has been a really cool series of knowing that Jesus is greater than our sin. He's greater than our temptation. And Jesus is greater than all of our expectations. So walk in that truth. Know those things to be true. If you don't know Jesus yet, man, please believe that to be true because he is all that you need. So, love you guys. Have a great week. Enjoy your group time. And I will talk to you soon. See you later.